Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today, we're interviewing an owner and executive with a third generation commercial construction firm whose reputation for quality and teamwork truly precede them. Before we meet him though, let's hear from our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and Baker Tilly. At advisory and accounting firm Baker Tilly, we serve as value architects to help companies enhance and protect their value as they prepare to exit their business. Our team utilizes a rigorous approach to guide business owners through their transition, and we work with your other advisors to coordinate all aspects of a successful exit plan. Visit us at bakertilly.com to see how we can help. Baker Tilly, now for tomorrow. You give your business everything, but now you have a decision to make. Should you grow or go? Every business owner will exit their business someday. It's a big personal and financial decision. The best business owners know what their business is worth, and they know their options. Sunbelt Business Advisors can help you understand what your business is worth now and how to net the most when you sell. And if your business isn't ready for sale, we will show you how to get it ready. Here's the best part. Sunbelt gets paid when you get paid at the closing table. And if you aren't ready to exit your business right now, but you want to know what your company is worth, Sunbelt will meet with you for no charge, no cost, no commitment, absolutely confidentially. So whether you're ready to go or still working on your grow, meet with Sunbelt now. The world's largest business brokerage firm is ready to help you. Call 612-455-0880. 612-455-0880. That's 612-455-0880. Or go to sunbeltminnesota.com. sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with John Curry, an executive and owner with Knutson Construction. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Julie. This is, uh, this is exciting. Yeah, great to have you here. Love talking to family business owners, and I'm sure that there's so much that we could cover today. But before we cover the questions that I've got for you, let's talk about your background. Like, what? How did, how did you get to where you are today? Sure. Um, it really depends where, where I want to start it, but I, I would go back a little bit before I I joined Knutson. Yeah. Um, my background prior to that was was professional hockey. So I've been I've been a hockey player my entire life. Oh my played goodness. in high school, obviously college, uh, out east at Boston University, and then I played um eight seasons professionally, kind of all over the place. So mm-hmm. um that was a different path that that life sort of led me down, but um a really amazing experience. And so um when when that had had sort of run its course. I I be, you ge- began to realize it, and always knew um, of the opportunity to join the family business, and it was always something that I was I was interested in. And so, when that time came, it, it became a pretty clear choice for mm-hmm. me to to join the family business. I imagine that because you guys have been around for a while, and we're going to get into the history of that in a little bit, um, you probably have got some pretty good family governance set up and, you know, for you to get into, like you said, the family business, did you start 
with um, like getting to know the business itself on the technical side, or or did you start in a leadership position right away? How did that look? Yeah, I it's it's a bit of a mix, um, and, and even to to answer your question about government governance, um, we have only recently established um, some formal structure in that area, and so. You know, I can definitely, I've learned a lot just having kind of seen that take place, some of the challenges, some of the successes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, 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 you know, I've played a lot of different roles since I joined the company. And actually prior to the company, I did work in the field for, for a few summers mm. um, as a laborer. So I was able to see that you. side of, of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since joining the company, I've played a number of different roles with business development and, and strategy and, and now customer experience. So when we talk about business development, does that mean that you're, you're primarily involved in sales? It is. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's the sales. Um, it, it's the relationship building, maintaining, building relationships with existing mm-hmm. customers, new customers, mm-hmm. um, making sure that you know, we're, we're, we're there for our customers when they have a, a need um, uh, for construction services. For sure. So who would you say is your primary customer or your ideal customer? We have a lot of different customers in, in, in the three main markets that, that, that we are in. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our primary area of expertise um, mm-hmm. has been healthcare, mm-hmm. um, but we've mm-hmm. done a lot of work um, in the sectors of, of, of government, of manufacturing, um, of K through 12 education, higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our ideal client um, is someone who really needs kind of that help and guidance throughout the entire life cycle of the process. Maybe sure. they don't have the background or the experience. Maybe they don't have the team to help manage. And um, construction can be a very complex yes. um, process. Absolutely. Um, so to have that partner is, is really important. I have several clients that are in various facets of the construction industry, so I've gotten to know it pretty well, especially with mm-hmm. my background prior to being a consultant. Um, been an entrepreneur my whole life too, and so um, I kind of get it. I, I, when you said healthcare, um, I noticed on your website that you guys have got a location in Rochester, so you do a lot of work with um, Mayo. We we do. Mm-hmm. We, we've done we've done work and partnered with Mayo. Um, going back, I want to say at least to the seventies. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a great partnership. Um, obviously a lot of other contractors in that market as well, Yeah. but it's been, uh, fun to be part of, you know, that organization and seeing how it's grown, but it's also helped to grow Knutson, sure. um, through all those projects. So. I have a, um, one of my, um, favorite clients is in Rochester. They're, um, they do several services for um, general contractors, and one of their primary clients is Mayo as well. So it's a good client to have. It is, and it's a great community. It is. Rochester's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Knutson, um, the history of the company, which you informed me on prior to the show that I wasn't aware of. And I had mentioned to you that back in the 1980s, and I'm dating myself here, I suppose, I was in the mortgage business, and I worked for Knutson Mortgage as a loan officer. It was one of my favorite jobs as a loan officer, and I worked at several different um, lenders, but that was probably my favorite stop. Um, You know, everything was great. Underwriting was great. Rates were great. Programs were great. Leadership was great, yada, yada. And and I know that's not there anymore, and it wasn't there when your your family bought the business, but let's talk about that history because, my goodness, it goes back 110 years. 
it, it is that's, it is amazing. That's amazing. Um, it, it's amazing, and I think you know, although my family is has really been heavily involved for only you know a, a piece of that history. Um, it, it really is something that we lean back on and mm. and and talk about um, and look to our roots just to ensure that we're strain, staying true to those values and the core that that does span across mm. um, the two different ownership groups. Well, so then when your family, when the Curry family purchased the company from the Knudsen's, what you said three generations ago. Yeah, it was my grandfather, and actually mm-hmm. there was a, another uh, partner, one of his longtime. Um, I believe it was his college roommate was involved in that. And my grandfather at the time had been working for, for Knutson mm. and their construction business. As you mentioned, um, at the time there were um, several different businesses that uh, the Knutson family was involved in. Um, and my grandfather was, you know, uh, you know, involved in the, the, the finance uh, part of the construction business and ended up being the president um, before that, that transition took place. What a perfect um, continuum of the legacy of the company. Obviously, because he was there and his leadership was already in place, he was very familiar with, probably led, the culture, right? And, and so the, the natural, um, you know, when, when a company, when a family business wants to carry on legacy, one of their main prerogatives is to find an acquirer who is interested in maintaining the culture and the employees and, you know, carrying the legacy on. And it sounds like you guys have done an amazing job of that. I, I, I think that that's mm-hmm. definitely true. I, I think it, you know, from the standpoint of my grandfather and my family, that was uh, one of the key, if not the, the biggest driver, was just having a sense and a feel for what the people were, um, um, the culture was and, and who the people were at the company mm-hmm. um, gave that sort of familiarity, confidence, passion um, to even make that that leap. And, and the thing that I always forget, um, my grandfather at the time was in his 60s um, mm. when, when he um, decided to, to buy the business. So wow, um, he him. really, truly did um, have passion for the company. Mm. And I would imagine that a lot of the employees um, stayed because they already knew him. And, you know, one of the problems that acquirers and sellers have is um, that there's a fear of losing key people when there's some kind of a transition like that. But you probably didn't have to worry about that. Or he he didn't, I should say. Absolutely. Um, You know, I can't Mm. speak to, you know the any turnover that that did happen but i i do know as you mentioned uh, the, a lot of that core team mm-hmm. um stuck with Knutson and in fact it just amazes me and it's somewhat of a, a construction industry thing but mm-hmm. um just the longevity and tenure of of mm-hmm. employees at at organizations um we had a a chief estimator um that was there before my grandfather or Bought, bought the company, and he just retired a couple of years ago. We still wow. have a superintendent that's working actively for us right now Wow, that was there for that. Wow. Um, so it gets back to, um, as you mentioned, just the importance, especially if you're going to make that large of a financial decision that yes. you have confidence that the the people who carry that, that flag yes. um, are going to stick with you. And they call it human capital for a reason. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. 
have you guys ever won any awards for best places to work or anything like that? Because you should probably apply. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we've been we've been a humble group. I would yeah. I would probably argue. Um, we take it. We, we take our culture, um, and our employee experience and our employee satisfaction very seriously. Sounds like um, it. Short answer. I, I think we have won awards, but mm. again, you know, I this uh, I've been with the company only five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it really is an amazing place to work. Isn't um, that great? Whether, whether we're recognized for it year in and year out, it truly is. Mm. And you have a big part in that. And it sounds like some of the things that you're trying to do, some of your initiatives as one of the key people, leaders, owners, um, you said earlier uh, about planning, right? So there's a couple different kinds of planning. Obviously, there's lots of different kinds of planning. But today, we're just going to talk about succession planning. Um, you said you had your governance kind of set up recently. Um, and then I also um, learned that um, you guys are, are newly into strategic planning, which, you know, both of those subjects are very near and dear to me. And so I'd like to maybe have you share a little bit about first the succession planning um, that you've put in place. And then if we have time, we'll talk a little bit about what the strategic plan looks like for the future. Yeah. And, and, and truthfully, um, this is the second sort of round, if you want to call it that, of, of strategic planning that I've been involved with in, mm. in the five years. And the, and the first one, um, a major component of that plan was the the leadership transition and Absolutely. the succession planning. Some of it you know, of course, happening outside of the, mm-hmm. the business, but yes. um, it was a major, major focus that's uh, led us to where we are um, today. And so that that's just been, mm-hmm. it's been quite a process. Um, it, it's been an incredible learning experience for me um, in my, you know, onboarding as a, an employee, my position as third generation uh, ownership, just to see that take place and to really gather that perspective of what it what it truly takes to do that successfully, mm-hmm. um, I would have never imagined the, yeah. you know, h- how rewarding it is to, to take those steps and, and to see that take place, but also the work that goes into it mm-hmm. and the, the help that you need right. um, beyond what, what you have inside the walls of the organization. Yeah, you definitely have to have outside guidance and counsel when you're putting things like that together. Um, it's, it's wonderful to hear that your succession planning process has been successful because it's been included in your strategic planning process. And you'd be amazed at how many times I hear that owners think that the exit planning or transition planning process or succession, um, and they're not all the same, but they're all related, right? They're interlinked, um, should be separate from strategic planning, and it shouldn't. Right, because if you're talking about succession planning, it's not just who the owners are. Many times we've got workforce that's aging, and they're key people, and we have to have a succession plan for them too, right? Yeah. And so I suppose all of that did that include like your family governance work? Um, it it did. Um, mm-hmm. it, like like you mentioned, especially at that point in time where my father was engaged day to day in the business, the the ownership aspect and the the succession from a from an employee standpoint, where they were commingled, um, so so our mm-hmm. succession planning, leadership transition included um, both aspects of that. Um, but it was incredibly important that we called that out, that we dedicated the time, um, the investment that that was needed, um, because it ended up being you know even more than of course for any strategy, it ends up <clears throat> taking a little bit more than maybe you first think. 
Um, but it's, it's something I'm very grateful. I know my family's grateful. The organization is grateful that we committed to. And you're going to be around a long time, right? That's that the idea is another 110 years. There you go. Another 110. I love it. So let's talk about that. Um, we break it down in bite-sized pieces, right? Cause that's quite an elephant. Um, maybe just look out into the horizon the next two, three years. Um, what are you seeing? What are you planning for? Well, I, I'd probably be naive to, to say that we are through the leadership transition. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. been one of the lessons learned is just that um, it takes it takes a lot of time. Yes. You know, we've seen, you know, phases, milestones and stages of it, um, but we're within it. Um, I, I don't know how long it takes, and I, I think, mm-hmm. it, you know, it is a phased sort of process. Could I ask a question real quick sure. while we're talking about this? So are you talking about, um, so your, your president's name is James, right? Mm-hmm. James Benning. And is he still working alongside, um, is it your dad that was the former CEO and president and now it's James and they're kind of working together? Is that how it's working? Um, to, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, since we've established our our newly formed advisory board that that really is mm. kind of a year and a half Perfect. into its yeah. um, work together. Um, there's been a lot more of my dad's involvement that is attached to that um, to the advisory process board? and that role. Mm-hmm. So he he is the the chairman of our advisory board. We have a lead director who is mm-hmm. someone that has really helped us, you know, in the formation and, and through this process. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you know, still beyond the. The, the board work mm-hmm. um, and that governance structure. My dad is involved in the business, but much, much less so than sure. he was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Right. Um, so there is some, there's a, a, quite a degree of collaboration between James and my dad. Sure. But also um, back to the process, there's been a very sort of stepwise you know, process of handing off and empowering, Yes. you know, James, which has been incredibly important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It does have to be done in phases and you do have to have a plan and you have to have a great understanding of the strengths and weaknesses of the new leaders, right? Because no one's a carbon copy of the next ever. Um, You know, we all have, right? We all have our strengths and skill set. And it's important, I think, too, that you guys assembled a board. I think for your dad to be the chairman, is a perfect role. Uh, that's one of the uh, recommendations I make with my clients mm-hmm. when uh, we've got succession and it's an internal succession is to maintain some kind of, I don't know, you're not really a silent partner, but kind of, you know, mm-hmm. you, you still have some say, but you're not in there day to day. You're practicing your exit, right? You're mm-hmm. doing some some things outside the business, having fun, um, planning out your next act and living it. That's what I like to call it. Um, but you're still engaged and 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 want to be, and everyone else wants you to be, right? And so, sounds like it's just a perfect arrangement. Yeah, and that the way the way that you just described it, um, you know, resonates very well with with how it it, it feels to us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say that the other the other thing that I, I really appreciate that we kind of the direction we went down um, in forming the advisory board was not to necessarily form the board um, through existing networks or of mm-hmm. friends or, or work colleagues. Sure. We, we really went through, you know, a formal process of identifying um, key areas of expertise yes. and experience Smart. that fit the needs of, of today, of, of our, you know, long-term vision and also our strategic plan to help 
um, you know, advise, you know, our our progress and our ability to execute our strategic plan. You're doing all the things that you need to do and you're doing them right. So uh, there's no reason in the world why you can't, can't go another 110 or 50 or whatever. That's awesome. Really happy to hear that. So uh, one more question before we get to our action items. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked uh, about that strategic plan, and you know, you're still in the throes of succession leadership. What else is on the horizon for Knutson and Construction? As far as growth strategy, what are you guys thinking about? Yeah, we, we, we do want to grow. Um, we've had, we've had if, if you take a long you know, view of things over the past 30 years, we've had continuous growth mm-hmm. over that period of time. Um, and, and we are at a point where we have to take the next step. And I think, um, you know, sort of revenue growth is the first thing you, you think of, but, but I, we talk a lot about this, this holistic growth, um, you know, back, back to the intent of being around for another 110 years, that the growth of, of our business, um, but, but the growth of our people of, of this governance structure that we're building, um, Mm -hmm. and, and sort of the impact that we're making, um, you know, on on lives of, of employees of our partners in the communities that, that we work in, we, we just really, we want to, we want to do it the right way. Um, and, and that's really hard to, to, to do, um, to check all those boxes. It, it is. And, um, and because they're all so interrelated, right. Um, sometimes lines get a little bit blurry, so, you know, I think that it's common for business owners to focus on one particular area, especially if it's one that they know more about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, what we've been talking about is is the legacy and culture of your business. And that, of course, has been supported and grown by the fact that you have focused on the people, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about capital, I mentioned human capital earlier, and, and that's paramount, Right. But then there's also structural capital, financial capital, you know, different kinds. And that all has to play into whatever that um, that growth plan is. So so are there going to be other markets for you? Um, are you just planning on um, growing sales with your current customers and your current markets or? It, it is our current focus. We, we have mm-hmm. um, a, a new office that that we opened in the last couple of years in, okay. in Mankato. Sure, we are always um, looking at new opportunities. Mm-hmm. We're a, a very customer focused company, and so um, you know some of the opportunities, some of the growth opportunities. I think you could plan for, um, and we're talking about a lot of kind of where and what, or if it's you know exploring new services within our existing markets. Um, we've evolved those as well. Um, super. And so we're looking at all those options right now, but I, you know, I think that given, given the point in time that we're in, we're really focused on building that rock solid foundation underneath that new leadership model and that new governance mm-hmm. model that, that we don't want to move too fast out of that mm-hmm. before we really feel, feel good about that. Smart. Very smart. All right. Well, John, what kind of action items have you planned to share today? I'd like to hear those. I think I think the action items from my standpoint would be, I, I probably have three of them. Um, the, the the first one is to leverage your network and seek outside help. Find the right partner. Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable about what you're trying to achieve. Um, the work that you do, Julie, the, the experience that you have, understanding 
the, the pitfalls and the success mm-hmm. factors. That is foundational um, yeah. in, in any process, whether it's transitioning to another generation or it's exiting the business. The second one I probably have is, is don't wait. I, I, this, does, this process does take time. So even if you're not ready today, mm-hmm. um, and I go, I'm, this is a lesson learned from my dad. He, he says the only regret is not having some of these discussions earlier, not, not mm-hmm. taking some of these steps earlier. And the third one I have is, is just be willing to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's rewarding work, but, but, but it is, it is d- difficult at times, you know, uh, you have to get outside of your comfort zone and that's why you need the partner to, right. to push you, to hold you accountable. Um, but ultimately to then give you that confidence and peace of mind that, that you're doing the right thing. Well, if I could, I would record what you just said and use it as a commercial because those are exactly the pieces of advice that I give people. Of course, I'm doing a commercial for myself, right? Because that's what I do. No, those are perfect. Thank you. And you're so right. You're absolutely right. All right. We have reached the time in the show when I would like to close out, but I first have to ask you, John, what's the best way for us to reach your company or you? Uh, You can find Knutson uh, on our website. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a number of you know, kind of our leaders to, to reach out to for different mm-hmm. needs. Um, and so that, that that's a great resource. I, I can share my phone number um, if anyone has any questions related to, you know, what we talked about today or even um, construction services, because I know that's an area that um, creates anxiety um, when, right. when you need when you need help and you need that. Uh, sure. Some, some partnership. So yeah, let's get um, the phone number and the website. Yeah. My uh, cell phone is 612 919 Four seven five nine, and our website is www.knutsonconstruction.com. Okay, and construction is spelled out. Yes. All right, knutsonconstruction.com. Well, John, thanks so much for joining me today and telling your story. I sure appreciated it. I enjoyed it very much. And we'll have to have you back again sometime. For our listeners, as always, you will be able to download this episode on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also order a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. You can find us on all major podcast platforms where you can subscribe or follow. We appreciate your reviews as well. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please join us again next time.